Hey, it's Remy and welcome to the Penta Page podcast. Today, I'm going to be discussing the importance of work-life balance as a student. Of course, this applies to everyone, but I think obviously this podcast is about education and I think particularly as students, it's very easy for us to overlook work-life balance and to either be working too hard or playing too hard and to find the balance is quite difficult. Um, And I'm pretty sure most students have had some experience with that. It also has to do with ideas I've spoken about before, like figuring out maybe why you are procrastinating, how to get work done in the best way, and to feel guilt-free or as close to that as you can when you are doing your hobbies and having free time. Um, Yeah, there's just so many elements to this. um, And I wanted to also speak about the difference between hobbies and self-care, because yes, they can coincide, but they aren't necessarily the same. Obviously, having both is a really important thing and it's worth trying to do, but at the same time, it's a good idea to try to differentiate the two um, to really figure out how you're spending your time and that kind of thing this has just such a big link to education and I think if you can start to learn to figure out your work-life balance and what works well for you um, then it should hopefully help you succeed as a student and to be a whole human being while dealing with our not ideal education system to get involved with future episodes and to keep up to date with the podcast, follow at Pentapage Podcast on Instagram. I appreciate any feedback, so feel free to DM me with any of your thoughts on this episode or any of the episodes um, I've made so far. Um, thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. So the book recommendation for this episode is Her Body and Other Parties by Carmen Mario Machado. So this is a short story collection about womanhood, relationships, sexuality, power dynamics, lots of things. And it plays around with elements of the horror genre. Um, so it makes it quite an experimental piece of work, but it's so, so enjoyable. Um, I listened to it as an audiobook rather than reading it physically. So obviously that would change the actual experience of reading it. But yeah, I enjoyed all of these stories and they definitely were differentiated. They felt different from each other. They had different kind of um, concepts going for them, different ways in which they were expressed. But yeah, um, I will also leave a list of trigger warnings since this is not the most lighthearted of books. So make sure to read that just to check that none of the content um, contained within these stories would be triggering for you. Um, And just before I move on, I'm going to read you a blurb. In her provocative debut, Carmen Maria Machado demolishes the borders between magical realism and science fiction, comedy and horror, fantasy and fabulism. A wife refuses her husband's entreaties to remove the mysterious green ribbon from around her neck. A woman recounts her sexual encounters as a plague spreads across the earth. A sale clerk in a mall makes a horrifying discovery about a store's dresses. One woman's surgery-induced weight loss results in an unwanted houseguest. A dark, shimmering slice into womanhood, her body and other parties is wicked and exquisite. I would definitely use those words to describe this. So yeah, I would highly recommend this. Um, This author has also written another book called In the Dream House, which is a memoir about her experiences in um, an abusive relationship with another woman. Um, And that is also brilliant. That's what encouraged me to pick this one up. Um, She's just a fantastic author. Um, So make sure to check out her work. I would highly, highly, highly recommend this one. 
So my productivity tip is something that I actually came up with recently um, during half term when I was struggling with getting work done and procrastinating and all that. I just felt like I wasn't being held accountable. Um, so that was not ideal. Um, and I started to realise I think I start to feel more accountable to do work when I'm in lessons since there's more um, of an obligation to be there, to be there on time, to listen to your teacher, to do your work, all that kind of thing. Um, so I started to realise what if I schedule my independent work like my homework or whatever as lessons. So I don't think this necessarily works perfectly on school days unless if you are in sixth form where there is a bit more flexibility with your schedule, but I don't think this would really work for a GCSE student so much. But if you are struggling, I would say on weekends to get work done, trying to schedule your work like lessons, so calling it lesson one or calling it biology lesson or something like that might hold you more accountable. The few times I've done this, this has actually worked and I have managed to be pretty productive and to get the stuff done on time. So I would definitely recommend trying this out. Um, I have spoken in a previous episode about scheduling and trying to figure out which um, which method could work for you because for some people any kind of rigid structure is just not going to benefit you. However, there is stuff like time blocking which people really like to do by um, separating out their days into general sections of things they'll do. Some people are a little bit more um, detail oriented than that when it comes to that sort of organisation. But I would say if you're struggling with um, feeling accountable to do your work and to find the right time frames, um, if you kind of set up your workspace like it's a lesson and give it that kind of formality, I think you might be more likely to do your work. So when I figured this out, um, I did actually talk to my friend Josh about it, um, the person who was featured in the last episode, and he has tried this out a few times and he has told me that it's worked. So I can at least tell you that one other person has done this and it's worked. Once again, I don't think this is a perfect method and I think you have to play around with it a bit and find what particular way of doing it works for you. Yeah, if you're struggling with that kind of um, motivation to do work, maybe try scheduling your time and your tasks as lessons and see how that goes. Okay, so now it's time to talk about um, work-life balance and the importance of having extracurriculars. So to get this started, I can say from experience that when your life is revolved around schoolwork and the grades you get, I think it's very, very easy to lose your sense of self, particularly when there are big deadlines. So um, anyone who's in year 13 will know the stress of um, coursework hand-in, you might have had an EPQ hand-in, or working on your university application and the main bulk of that being working and redrafting your personal statement and eventually getting it to a point where you can hand it in. Um, and I've found that when there are these kind of big deadlines, that's when um, I think a lot of your life becomes revolved around schoolwork and stuff, particularly when there are aspects of it that you're doing last minute. So for example, I can say that when I was doing my EPQ, um, I had done most of it on time. I was relatively um, good at doing it throughout the year. However, when it came to the end and um, sorting out the documents for the electronic hand-in, I struggled so much and it took me way, 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 way longer than I anticipated. And I just ended up, you know, trying to make this this document and to put it into a PDF and to make sure that I put all my documents in, that I had my page numbers, that I had my bibliography. And it was just such a long process and it was so stressful. And I find that that kind of stuff, you end up working for so, so, so many hours without giving yourself a proper break. 
And that's kind of what happens when you end up um, being very stressed when you're doing schoolwork. And that kind of stress just makes you keep on doing it because there is this um, obvious pressure to get it done. But I think if this happens often, it's very easy to lose your sense of self because if you're not spending the time working on hobbies and or self-care, um, it will show in another way. Even if it's not super direct and it's not like, you know, your moods suddenly change or, you know, anything drastic, um, it will still have an impact on you. And I've found, yeah, when I get into a bit of a bubble of um, having to get loads of work done, it puts me in this weird place. And I think this might sound strange, but I think it makes you in a way question reality and the importance of what you're doing. Um, that sounds odd, but I think you can end up getting a bit philosophical, um, a little bit deep in your thoughts when that kind of stuff happens. Um, and that's why it's so, so, so important to have breaks and to spend time on yourself because you are not defined by your grades or your academic success. And I think that's very, very important. And while, yes, I'm pretty sure most of us, you know, want to get good grades and grades that we are proud of and grades that we feel reflect our work ethic and um, the time put into um, our subjects. However, it is not worth a good grade at the cost of your mental health or your physical health or generally looking after yourself. Um, it's much better for you to be a well-rounded person with average grades than it is to have, you know, perfect grades, but it's taken a toll on you in a different way. Um, it, it's just not worth that. I don't know if that's a controversial opinion, but um, it's just so important that you are well-rounded, particularly as a young person. Um, you know, there's so much going on in our lives, particularly at sixth form. You end up being so, so, so busy. Like, there's just a lot going on. And it's not just academic. Like, it's about social stuff. You know, people learning to drive, people's 18th birthdays, like all of that kind of thing. I think it's underestimated that that stuff is also important. And yeah, I think to keep your sense of self while you are in education and working on qualifications is such an important aspect that I don't think people speak about directly enough. Like, yes, people speak about self-care and hobbies and all that, but it is about keeping a sense of self and not forgetting who you are. Like, if you get all A stars, you are not all A stars. If you get all Bs, you aren't all Bs, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I think it's an important point to make before kind of continuing on with this discussion. Yeah just very very key and yeah so now I think I can get into talking about um, the idea that there is a big difference between your hobbies and self-care so yes your hobbies can be a form of self-care but they aren't the only aspect of it so for example the basic self-care the basic pillars of looking after yourself and being a well-functioning human being are eating and hydrating in that, exercising and general hygiene like showering and having a bath and all that kind of thing. And without those, things become difficult. And I think particularly as teenagers, um, there is even a culture around like not eating breakfast or not eating lunch, which is not great. And um, also just like other kind of ideas related to those basic self-care aspects. And those really are the basic, but there is also um, other kinds of self-care and I think a lot of that has to do with your mental health and I think that's where hobbies can come into it because they may put your mind at rest and um, calm you down but I think there are also activities that people could consider hobbies but I would consider them more self-care so for example journaling 
I don't necessarily think that is a hobby. Um, unless if you're doing it in more of a way that is creative, I think um, if you're using it as more of a diary, I think that is more self-care or like if, if you're using journaling prompts because you're most likely reflecting on your experiences and your thoughts and how you're kind of dealing with things in your life at that point in time. Um, that also has to do with stuff like meditating, all of that kind of thing. Um, I think that stuff is a bit more um, psychological and more for your mental health as opposed to like um, other kind of hobbies, which may also be relaxing and good for your mental health, but aren't necessarily directly linked to that, if that makes sense. And in the same way that socialising is usually less of a hobby and is more of a self-care thing, since it is very important to look after yourself in that way um, as well, and to make sure that you're keeping in touch with the people you care about and want to spend time with, um, because that's obviously good for you. You know, as humans, we are social creatures. We need at least some element of um, socialising to make us feel whole and content and that kind of thing. Even as an introvert, um, it's still important to socialise, even if it's just a little bit. Um, and then there are hobbies that are um, more relaxing. So even stuff like listening to music, listening to podcasts, um, that kind of thing. Um, because yes, there are activities that are a bit more passive. And I've found that sometimes I can't see myself saying that listening to music is a hobby of mine because I find it's more just something I do. Like, I think there's something about it that feels, for me, a bit too passive to call it a hobby. Whereas something like playing an instrument or reading, there's something about that that feels a little bit more active. However, I do think, you know, people should define their hobbies and self-care and that kind of differentiation in whatever way you want and whatever feels comfortable. But I think that's important. And yeah, there is also the hobbies which relate to expressing emotion, which I think it's important for everyone to have at least one of those. So um, journaling is one of those that I've mentioned before, um, but also say writing songs, writing poems, other kinds of creative writing. There are lots of ways that you can um, express emotion through um, your hobbies. And I think having at least one of those is important. Even if you're not, you know, um, writing masses and masses of songs or loads of short stories or um, writing loads of journal prompts every day and answering them. Um, I think even doing things on a small scale, some way to express your emotion, um, like not just speaking to your friends, I think that's important because once again, to have a good relationship with yourself while you're dealing with school is so important and it's very easy to lose that. I've found that these days when I don't put so much pressure on myself academically, um, I've found that actually the things I do outside of school really make up who I am as opposed to my grades in my A-levels or in the past my GCSEs. Um, yeah, I've learned how important it is that I do those hobbies because they are, they make up more of who I am and how I define myself. Um, not that I clearly define myself, it's not like that, but I feel more connected to my hobbies than I feel to my academics and that kind of side of my life. And by spending the time doing my hobbies while also looking after myself with the basic self-care and also emotional self-care, um, I've found that I'm a better student because I'm looking after myself in a way that means that I'm like on a general level of happy or even just okay sometimes um, and that is important and there's a lot of pressure as 
young people um, that our experiences at this age are defined by our school experiences and our academic achievements rather than the things that we do outside of school um, and that is so important you know doing the things that we are passionate about and really want to spend the time on because I think with school we can see it as a drag which we shouldn't because learning is important but as I've spoken about before this education system does not revolve around learning and it's instead memorization most of the time so not great but I think if we can learn as young people that our academic achievements and grades just don't make up the mass of who we are and represent us. And over the past few years, when I've started to um, continue to think about the education system and think about it a bit more deeply, um, it has given me more academic perspective to the point where I don't put so much pressure on myself anymore to get the highest grades and to, you know, always be the top of my class because that just doesn't make sense, particularly at A-level when everything is very, very difficult. Um, I've found that that remembering to look after myself and to spend the time doing the things I enjoy and to take a break from school when I need it is very, very important. And it also means that I'm less hard on myself when it comes to test results and general grades because I know that they just don't define me and that I'm not a bad person because I get a grade lower than I expected or because I get a grade that I'm just generally not happy with in a test. It doesn't make up me. Um, and particularly when I prepared a lot and I still don't get the grade I want, I think I'm getting better at accepting the process of that. And if I get a bad grade, um, to learn to let it go. And if I need to like, you know, have some kind of emotional release, like crying, that is completely valid and that's okay. However, um, to not dwell on things too much and to um, give them more power than I should because that's very easy to do to really believe that all of these little test results um, are really really important and define me as a student and if I get bad grade then I'm a bad student because that's just not true you know um, I have a good work ethic and I think that I can admit that humbly and therefore if I'm getting a bad grade it doesn't represent me being a bad student or not working hard it just means I can try and learn from that experience once again it is not easy in in an education system where we aren't really learning but we are instead memorizing it's important to still try and get some value from it um I'm not sure how many other people have felt this but um I think I have struggled before with defining myself too much by my achievements such as having this podcast or how many books I've read in a year or a month when that shouldn't be the point of those things because if they're hobbies, I'm doing them out of enjoyment. No one's forcing me to read a book. No one's forcing me to make this podcast, but it's something I enjoy. So I shouldn't try and see it in um, numeric values and try to compare myself and um, feel like that makes up who I am and that if I'm not doing as much as other people or I don't have as much success as other people that I should stop doing it because that's silly. I'm doing things out of enjoyment and I think because of um, the university personal statements that you write you have to kind of narrow yourself down into more numerical figures or um, quite concrete achievements when you can't really express how important those things are to you and that that a number doesn't define your your success with something like yes this may not be the most popular podcast in the world but I feel like um, you know, people are listening and I am making some kind of difference, even if it's small. I am planning on starting my hiatus soon to work on the petition and the email. Um, but yeah, just to even feel like now, you know, people are listening to this. 
um, and it's something that I get a lot of enjoyment out of. I am able to talk about something that I am incredibly passionate about and have been for so many years. Um, and just even the idea that people um, view the education system in a similar way to me and agree with me or even disagree with me and just find that my points are insightful. Um, I really, really appreciate that. So it's not worth me judging this podcast by how many people listen, but rather how much engagement I'm getting generally and, you know, what people tell me in real life and how much they've enjoyed it. Like, I I really, really appreciate that and that's why I do it. I think also we are in a society where the internet kind of wants you to if you enjoy something you should profit off it so if you're really really good at art like you should um you should start like an online shop if you like baking you should start a baking business like that kind of thing um when i think we can enjoy things simply for enjoying them um and particularly in an education system where enjoyment through learning is very difficult at times to really find things that you enjoy and like doing and you do them simply for that enjoyment rather than any kind of numerical value or kind of stating what that achievement is. I think that is such an important skill to gain um, and it's so important to kind of figure that out about yourself. I think generally what I'm saying is that it shouldn't be about trying to gain some extrinsic benefit but rather intrinsic enjoyment and fulfillment and happiness from your hobbies. Um, yes, I think that's very, very important. I've found that people these days, I think people learn less for fun. Um, people still do, and I know that I still do, but I think because our education system, as I've mentioned a lot in this episode, doesn't encourage learning stemmed from passion or enjoyment, but rather as a method of gaining a qualification, I think it puts people off the idea of learning something new because of our associations with education currently. However, I think um, it's important to you know, if you're interested in something like um, learning a new language or learning a new skill like sketching, you know, you should go for it, you know, try and find some online classes and that kind of thing because learning without the pressure of education and grades is very, very special. I think I've found that when I've learned something for fun without the scary part of having a test or getting a grade or this kind of um, external judgment, I really, really enjoy that and I would recommend to all of you if there's something that you're interested in learning about and you think you have some spare time even if it's just a little bit of time which you can dedicate to it I think you should because learning that education and um, like learning as a thing itself can be fun when it's away from exam boards and um, our education system I think you can gain a very very nice experience and can feel very fulfilled in learning something new so yeah I think that's very very important and on the internet we are also um if you've watched the productivity sphere of um YouTube you might get this but I think um as young people and as students we're really encouraged to be productive all the time and you might see these um these study with me videos or get productive with me videos where it's like 10 hours of studying and for a lot of people that is unrealistic and you'll also find lots of students who join lots of clubs or um, have other kind of hobbies in order to put them on personal statements and CVs to look like a more well-rounded person when that's actually just stemmed from putting it on those documents rather than because you enjoy it, which is, is also just wrong in itself. Um, I think the general message that I'm really trying to say today is um, try and identify your hobbies, you know, maybe write a list 
um, identify which ones of those kind of um, are self-care and you could define as that and make you feel relaxed and in ways if you want to try to categorize your hobbies um, you could even try and figure out kind of how much time during the week things take if it's something that is scheduled um, like having a piano lesson or whether it's something that is kind of on your own time whether it takes a longer period of time or a shorter period of time and finding ways to work those into your days and to do things that you enjoy often amongst schoolwork and education system things um, I think that's a really great thing to do and prioritizing different hobbies too um, like for example I do love reading I've applied for English Lit at uni however I don't necessarily read every single day because if I don't have the energy to read I'm not going to force myself to read because if it's something that is meant to be enjoyed then I shouldn't force myself to do it obviously sometimes you have to have a bit of self-discipline to you know get started on a habit or that kind of thing but at the same time having self-compassion is also key um and just try to make sure that you're doing your hobbies when you want to do them not to tick off a box on your to-do list you know make sure that all the chaos that is qualifications and school that amongst those things you can still have a sense of self and can spend the time doing the things you enjoy out of pure enjoyment rather than just something to put on your personal statement um it's it's just so so vital to keeping us happy and healthy young people but yeah so this also serves as a reminder um if you are listening to this and you have not done something fun for yourself today haven't done your hobby haven't done some kind of self-care do it drink a glass of water hydrate yourself read that book listen to that podcast listen to that new album play that instrument do whatever make sure that you are looking after yourself it is so important that you are practicing self-care but also doing your hobbies Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, this is something that is really, really vital as a young person. Um, obviously to anyone, you know, to look after yourself and that kind of thing. But I think to get the balance right is very, very hard. So this is a reminder to start to identify the things that you really do enjoy out of your hobbies. Um, to make sure that you are spending your time doing those things, that you are also socialising, that you're looking after your physical and mental health, that you are eating, that you're exercising and doing the things that you love and are genuinely passionate about. Um, but yeah, I would love to know your thoughts on this, if you have any personal experiences with this and it'd be nice to know if anyone relates to these kind of thoughts and if you're going to take any action on this episode and maybe make some changes in your life. Also a quick mention, um, the hiatus will be coming soon I'm pretty sure this is going to be the second last episode before that um, so next month's episode will probably be the final one and then I'll be taking um, a few months off to not just focus on A-levels but to work on the petition and the email and I will be putting more updates on the Instagram so while there won't be podcast episodes there will still be pen to page content yeah and I hope you will all participate in that because I'm very excited to do this it is very very scary and it's very optimistic of me but um I think I might as well give it a try you know considering this podcast me talking about how to improve the education system I can at least give it a go right Thank you for all the recent support on pen to page I appreciate it more than I will ever be able to express. I hope you have a wonderful day, night, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, and thank you so much. Bye!